What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. This is the Janine Pirro Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Pirro. Welcome back to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. Joining me now is an activist, an author, a lecturer. She is the founder of Act for America. And I must tell you, she is one of my dearest friends. Uh, please join me in welcoming Brigitte Gabriel to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. Let me tell you a little bit about Brigitte. Brigitte is a Lebanese-American conservative activist uh, and she is someone who for decades has been fighting the fight for justice, especially in the Middle East and, of course, in the United States as well. Um, she moved to Israel in 1984, became a news anchor for World News and an evening Arabic news broadcast for the Middle East television. Uh, she was seen throughout Israel, Egypt, Syria, Jordan, and Lebanon. Her work, folks, is truly international. I think that uh, you may recognize her when you hear her voice. She's got more energy, more enthusiasm than just about anybody. Brigitte, how are you this Sunday morning? Hello, my sister from another mother. I am delighted to be with you. <laughs> well, we're gr- we're delighted to have you, Brigitte. You know, but unfortunately, we're talking about an issue uh, that is uh, not only uh, 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 hurtful and painful and historic, but one that is uh, separating the people in this country. And I had a feeling that you might have a better take on what's going on than most having been raised in Lebanon. Why don't you tell the listeners what your background is, and let's quickly move to the issues at hand. Well, thank you, Judge. Um, You know, I was born and raised in Lebanon, which used to be the only majority Christian country in the Middle East. Open-minded, fair, tolerant, multicultural. We prided ourselves on our multiculturalism. We had open borders. We welcomed everyone into our country. Actually, Lebanon was the only country to accept the third wave of Palestinian refugees who came to the country, who did not share our values, and they ended up destroying Lebanon. Um, my 9-11 happened to me in 1975 when radical Islamic Palestinian terrorists blew up my home, bringing it down, burying me under the rubble wounded. I ended up in a hospital for two and a half months and later ended up living in a bomb shelter in an eight by ten room without electricity, without water and very little food. And that's where I lived for the next seven years of my life from the age of 10 to the age of 17 robbed of my youth. So the Palestinians, any country they go to, they destroy. That's exactly why none of the Arabic countries around them, neither Saudi Arabia, neither Egypt, neither Syria, nobody wants them because they have a track record of causing problems, mayhem, wars, destruction anywhere they go. All right. I'm going to stop you right there. What's interesting is that in addition to all those countries that you mentioned, 
mentioned the Arab countries that refused to assimilate the Palestinians is Jordan, where King Abdullah actually used the term a red line. And yet his wife, Queen Rania, is criticizing the, 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 the treatment of the Palestinians. And you, I couldn't help but think when I heard that, maybe she ought to talk to her husband as opposed to moaning about it when she's got more power than anyone. And yet he, married to a Palestinian, made the decision he would not have them in his country. Why is that, Rajiv? Well, the reason he doesn't want to have them in the country, because when, when the first uh, shipment of refugees that Jordan took in the early 70s tried to create an insurrection against his father, King Hussein. King Hussein, in the early 70s, bulldozed 30,000 Palestinians and kicked them out because they were trying to overthrow him. That's why Lebanon took them in thinking, oh, the poor Palestinians, they have nowhere to go. We'll take this batch. We were stupid enough to take them in. So that's why King Abdullah, the son of King Hussein, doesn't want to bring them back. He's got enough Palestinians already in Jordan. He's got his foot on them, so they're behaving themselves. But that's exactly why Jordan doesn't want them. And, you All know, right. Rania would be wise to learn the history of what her father-in-law did to the Palestinians. Right. Right. But then explain to me in 2005 when Israel and, and let's before I get into that, I want to kind of lay the foundation here. The, the relationship of, of the people in Lebanon and I know my family that assisted in the late 40s uh, Jewish people to get to their new nation state Israel, the relationship between Lebanon historically and the nation state of Israel. Well, look, Lebanon, which is majority Christian country in the Middle East, did not want to have war with Israel. But as the Muslim population grew and the problem grew as well, I remember when the war started and Israel was the only country to help the Christians in Lebanon. Look, I remember at the age of 13, dressing in my burial clothes, waiting to be slaughtered because we got a word that the Palestinians surrounded our towns and we did not know if we're going to live that night. And I remember sobbing, begging my mother, I don't want to die. I'm only 13 years old. Please do something. And there was nothing my mother could say to me. And we sat in the corner of our bomb shelter, and my father started reading from Psalms, I shall walk into the valley of death and fear no evil, for thou art with me. And my parents said to me, you are an only child. You are a young girl. We lived a long life. When they come to slaughter us tonight, we want you to run towards Israel and don't look back. You see, we live two and a half miles from the Israeli border right. in Metula. Right. And we knew if we go to the Jews and beg for help, the Jews are not going to slaughter us because we had more shared values with them. And mm -hmm. so Israel came in physically that night into Lebanon and set up the security zone and started helping the Christians and working with the Christians and, uh, and training the Christians how to fight and stand on their own. And I remember uh, by the time I moved to Israel in 1984, we had a Lebanese embassy in Jerusalem set up by the Christians waiting for President Bashir Jumayel to be elected, but then they assassinated Bashir Jumayel because the 
Arabs knew the first order of business if he became president was signing a peace treaty with Israel. So right. they assassinated him, and then the embassy ended up closing, and then, you know, of course, now Lebanon is a terrorist hellhole occupied by Hezbollah. And by the way, most people don't know that Lebanon has not had a president for almost a year, and just right. this week, Hezbollah has blocked the election of the head of the army. So right now, these two positions that were supposed to be occupied by Christians are now vacant. Uh, Lebanon doesn't have a president and doesn't have a head of the military, and Hezbollah is not making it happen. They are and taking the country, uh, but, but, you know, uh, through economically forcing and uh, depriving the nation of money and power and everything else. Well, it's now a caretaker government and the idea of it ever being a Christian nation again, or one where the prime minister you know, was was Muslim and the the president was Christian. I mean, that'll never happen again. Right. Or it so was it divided, appears. you know, according to religion. Uh, right. But that's exactly why we at Act for America have now a campaign on our website, a petition and email and phone call campaign directed at the White House and Congress to block any Palestinian refugees from coming to America. You know, the Democrats are already talking about, oh, the poor Palestinians, you know, we need to bring some, you know, refugees from Gaza. Absolutely. Absolutely not. Go to actforamerica.org, actforamerica.org right now and take action on our Act Now campaigns. One right, to send well, with let, Israel, two to block Palestinian refugees okay, from coming so, to America. But, but let's talk about why the young people in this country and why all of a sudden the whole world is up in arms because Israel, pursuant to the laws of war, is uh, reacting to the slaughter of the Israelis on October 7th. Why is it that, you know, and and I mentioned this the other day on the show, uh, Brigitte, on the five that I'm on, and one of the things I said was, you know, when the Arabs kill Arabs, when the, you know, when, when for years there have been one country killing another country of the Houthis and this one and that one, that no one ever objects. But when the Arabs kill the Jews or when the Jews kill, uh, when the Arabs kill the Jews, the Palestinians, all of a sudden everybody's on the side of the Arabs. It's almost as though if you kill a Jew, you can get the whole world to join you in making sure that the Jews are, are the ones that are sacrificed. Why is that? It's pure Jew hatred, pure and simple. It's anti-Semitism. Look, in Syria, just in recent history, so all these young nitwits demonstrating on the streets of New York and anywhere else in America, standing up for the terrorist organization Hamas, which, by the way, is a designated terrorist organization by our own government. So these people are demonstrating on the streets in support of a terrorist organization. These kids don't remember that just five years ago, Assad in Syria gassed uh, with gas 6,000 people, 6,000 of his population. This is just five years ago, so we're not talking ancient history. How come we didn't see demonstrations on the streets of New York demonstrating about, oh my gosh, you know, Assad is gassing his people. Look at all the people that are dying in the Middle East uh, at the hands of, uh, 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 of Muslims, ISIS, Palestinians, whatever it is. Nobody talks anything about exactly. it. You know, people keep comparing Hamas massive slaughter of civilians to 
September 11th and Israel's counterattack as its invasion of Iraq. But this analogy is wrong. Hamas didn't hijack a plane. It invaded Israel. It occupied Israeli territory for several hours and used its time and power to conduct crimes against humanity and genocidal acts. Have you seen the the videotape, Brigitte? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Have I seen videotapes? You know, no, I've no, 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 tape. no. The, the one that they, uh, Israel won't release, and I don't understand why they won't, of the pregnant woman where they literally, while she was still alive, uh, and put tape over her mouth so she didn't even have the ability to uh, release a scream. They took the baby out while still in the sack. And while she was, um, she started to pass out from the shock. They slapped her to wake her up so they could, so she would have to see what they did to the baby. Uh, it is, it is, it, it, and, and yet all of these people are out there pro Hamas, pro Palestinians, as though the Israelis don't have a right to defend themselves. It's barbarism, pure and simple. It is barbarism. And you know what? I I emailed, I talked to the Israeli leadership, and I said, release the tapes. People have to Mm -hmm. see the tapes. Now, Mm -hmm. I have the video that you're talking about. It is horrifying. Most people don't have the stomach to watch this. Because just you explaining it makes people faint. Americans. I didn't finish the explanation. I didn't even finish it. But go ahead. it's, it's, it's horrific. And I told the Israelis, you know, about the beheaded babies. We need to release pictures because you cannot believe, Janine, uh, Judge, how many arguments I get on the Internet with people from Lebanon and Jordan, you know, friends that I have, distant relatives, or people just emailing, oh, you're lying, it's all lies, Israel's making this stuff up. Mm-hmm. And Israel is not making this stuff up. And, and, and the thing is, Hamas took the video. This is not like Israeli-captured yep. video. Hamas was so proud of their evil barbaric action you know just like isis they wanted they to are take the ISIS. video Ultimately. yeah they are isis they want to brag about look how wonderful we are and look what we did to these bloody jews they it's their video um uh, and i do not know why the israeli government is not releasing this stuff it's it's mind-boggling to me but i'm sure they have their own reasons well uh, i as think to why what not. they're saying is that you know maybe there'll be more copycats maybe people will be inspired <laughs> to do the same thing maybe it's giving hamas too much credit you know there's a lot of different thinking but i have to tell you brigitte you and i both both agree that what happened on October 7th uh, to the people of Israel and those kibbutz is, is just something that is out of a nightmare. And, you know, I pulled, I remember years ago, Brigitte, when I was the DA and, and you came and uh, Elie Wiesel, and I pulled one of his books, Night, and I started reading about it. And, you know, he is basically begging begging people of, of, you know, in the future. And at that point that the book was being written, never to let this happen again, never again, never again. Well, here we go again. And suddenly the world is against Israel. I never understood why Israel, why Israel, you can't even point to a, to something that they've done. And by the way, is if you want to fight about land, Brigitte, Jesus was a Jew. Jesus was there. You know, <laughs> how many years back do we have to go? 
Uh, look, I mean, the Jews tried to offer peace to the Arabs uh, over and over and over, and they turned it down. Look, Ehud Barak in 2000 offered Yasser Arafat 98% of the territories back. 98%? Right. And, and, and uh, Arafat turned it down. Uh, right. They do not want peace. They want to wipe Israel off the map. And I think the Jewish people in America, and I think Jews worldwide, who thought they can have peace, you know, you know the good-hearted Jews who think, we just just want to show them how nice we are. We just want to live in peace with them. We don't believe in wars. And people like you and me try to warn them about mm-hmm. about the, 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 the mentality of these barbaric, hateful people who really, really hate the Jews. Look, I was born and raised in the Middle East. You know, they feed the hatred to children through their mother's milk when they are newborn, through mm-hmm. breastfeeding. They teach their children hatred. And it's amazing that you mentioned the Eli Wiesel uh, book oh, night. Yes. I have it sitting on my desk, and I'm going to read you a quote from from the book. This is about how much we try to warn people, but they're not listening. But here's what Eli Wiesel writes in his book. He said, the fate of the Jews of the small town in Transylvania called Saige, their blindness as they confronted destiny from which they would have still had time to flee, the inconceivable passivity with which they surrendered to it, deaf to the warnings and pleas of a witness who, having escaped the massacre, relates to them what he has seen with his own eyes, but they refuse to believe him and call him a madman. People Mm -hmm. like you and me and many others have tried to warn, especially the lefty Jewish community in the United States, about what was happening on college campuses. I mean, look, you and I first met in 2003 when you introduced me. I was speaking at uh, New York SUNY College. Um, That's how you and I met. Exactly 20 years ago. Um, And and we were trying to warn and sound the alarm and why we need to establish security measures and what type of enemy we are dealing with. 80% of the Jewish community in America ignored the warning, and now they are shocked, absolutely shocked at what's happening with all the anti-Semitism and what we are seeing on the streets of America. This has been brewing for 20 years. They did not see the signs. Well, they they didn't see the signs, or I think what happens in this country, you know, Brigitte, when you described, you know, however short the description was that we had time for, you're being raised in a country and in a bomb shelter and waiting to die and pleading to not die. Uh, Americans tend to be very comfortable. We don't have that that realistic fear that, you know, can happen to us at any moment. We kind of get so comfortable that, you know, we're in America, nobody's going to hurt us uh that we don't we can't even imagine that this is the case and these kids on the college campuses Brigitte Gabriel uh they are absolutely clueless they're saying you know you go out there with a microphone and you say but what about October 7th you know doesn't Israel have the right to to respond to what happened and they were like What happened on October 7th? Or it didn't really happen. And then the idea, and this is the one, Brigitte, that blows my mind. Why are they ripping down the pictures of the hostages? Why? Why? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because they, they they have dehumanized the Jews and Israelis so much that they don't care about the children. They don't even care about them. They don't look at them as humans. They're, you know, the tearing of the posters of six-month-old baby kidnapped. 
Two-year-old baby kidnapped. Nine-month-old baby kidnapped. Young girls kidnapped. God knows what they're doing to them. How can you have any conscience and tearing those posters down? goes to show you the hatred, the deep-level hatred of, of, of uh, they don't even consider these people or, or, or who they are, a six-month-old, the suffering, it's like they are numb to feelings. When you get to that level, when you are that numb to actually having sympathy, looking at a six-month-old child who is kidnapped, you know, you have no soul. I mean, I don't know how else to put it. I I mean, uh, you know, people like you and me, I wouldn't even want to see Osama bin Laden's six-month-old child kidnapped or his daughter raped or his wife or grandmother kidnapped. You know what? Where are the voices of the Palestinian mothers marching on the street saying, yes, we agree, we want our independence, but we are against the rape and torture of elderly women, mothers, children. Where are their voices? Where is the NOW organization in America? Where is the NOW organization in America standing up for all these girls who are hijacked, being raped by Hamas right now. You don't hear a beep. The silence is deafening. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Yep, you you are so right and so passionate, Brigitte. You haven't lost any of it. And you got me <laughs> fired up this morning. And, uh, you know, it is, you know, it's about right and wrong and truth and justice. And you know, yep. Brigitte, that as DA, when we did meet 20 years ago, I mean, it all started. One of the first things that happened in my career was the uh, all the swastikas in Westchester. And I remember at some of the premier clubs, you know, a swastika burned onto the grass. And that's what got me started on this. And then, you know, when I realized how close my family was in Lebanon, my mom's family, to helping the Jews get to their new nation state, this has been a, a passion for me. And I have long held as my mantra, the words of Elie Wiesel, silence encourages the tormentor, never the tormented. To do nothing yep. helps the uh, abuser, never the victim. And yet, you know, here we are again facing what is an inhuman, an inhumane attack on innocent people. And the idea that they're occupiers of Palestine just blows my mind because they handed the territory over to them in 2005 and said, here, take it. You can be you can be the Singapore of the Middle East. You're on the Mediterranean, build it up. And the U.N. gave money. We gave money. Everybody gave them money. And all they did was build bombs and missiles and tunnels. That's right. That's right. And Look, when Israel withdrew out of Gaza in 2005, they dragged their people kicking and screaming. You know, the people did not want to leave. The Jews who lived there had industry there. They dragged them out kicking and screaming. Not only the Israeli army turned against its own people to get them out of Gaza, they dug out the bodies out of the cemeteries of Jewish people buried in Gaza because they oh, knew God. what the Palestinians are going to do to the cemeteries. So in 2005, there wasn't even a dead 
Jewish bone on the on the land in Gaza. Israel wow. took everything out. People don't even know that. And Israel took everything out, and they left them the greenhouses. They wanted them to start industry. Out of Gaza, they used to export 50 million flowers annually to the world. 50 million flowers. It was such a thriving industry. Tomatoes, vegetables that grew out of Gaza. It was incredible. The Jews turned the desert into an oasis, into, oh. a, into Eden. I know a Jewish lefty businessman in New York gave the Palestinians $14 million yep. because yep. he wanted them to start, you know, to continue the, uh, well, whatever, the industry. And what did the Palestinians do within 24 hours? They burned down 126 synagogues and sad. destroyed the greenhouses. Not just destroyed them, they stole the copper out of the pipes and out of the faucets. I All mean, right. these people shoot themselves in the foot. Every time. Brigitte Gabriel, we love you. Brigitte Gabriel, folks, uh, Act for America. We love your passion and your energy, and hopefully we'll have you back again soon. Thank, Thank you for you, joining my us. Love you. I love Thanks. you. And never forget, that's the commitment made on 9-11. Honor it by donating $11 a month to the Tunnel to Towers Foundation at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. This is the Judge Janine Show. 